You're listening to Kingdom Authority with your host, Dancer J. Morris, on Kingdom Empower Incorporated. We're here to educate, motivate, and elevate your mind, body, and spirit. If you have questions or comments, or just want to talk to your host, you can call in at 646-668-2413, or listen in online at landministries.com. And now, here's your host, Dancia J. Morris. Thank you so much for joining Kingdom Authority. I'm your host, Reverend Dancia Jones Morris. So glad you all are here on tonight. This is definitely the day that the Lord has made. And guess what? It is Father's Day. So shout out to all the fathers out there. I am super happy that we have men who have stood, who stand up, and who have stood up to the role of being a great father. I am blessed to be able to get on today to wish you all happy Father's Day, and it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time because we get to honor men who God placed and and gave them the responsibility of fathering, of training, of steering, of nurturing, of raising up boys and girls. And I want to honor them on tonight, especially my own father who is now resting in the arms of Jesus. I want to just say just a big shout out for him, Odell Jones. He's been gone for almost 16 years, but I am so glad that he's my dad, and I can say that at this time. And also to my own husband, Reverend Leon Joe Morris Sr., I want to shout out to him on today. Thank you for being the king of our house and taking care and providing for us and your children. So guess what? We're honoring you all today. If you're a dad and you're listening, you should be proud that you have stepped up to the role proud of the fact that your children can honor you, proud of the fact that you have a family, because it is a privilege, it's an honor, and it's a blessing to have a family. So I can't go on this day, go on with this broadcast on today without saying happy Father's Day. We love you, we need you, we appreciate you, and we respect you. So thank you all, fathers, for doing what you do. You are truly a blessing, and we thank you for being an example of who God is to us our Abba Father. We pray for you today, and we pray that you continue to strive through everything that you have to go through. The responsibility sometimes is really heavy, I'm sure, but you continue to provide. You continue to press, and you hold back tears, and you hold back hurt at times. We don't want you to do all of that. We want you to be able to express to us, but at the same time, we appreciate you for all the sacrifices that you make. So, Happy Father's Day to all the daddies out there. If you're not stepping up to the role, this is your challenge. Step up because we need you. Your women need you. The women need you. The women need you. The boys need you. The girls need you. The homes need you. The church needs you. So thank you all, fathers, for being who you are. All right. I am happy today because my girl is on Evangelist Denine Collins today. I hope you all are ready to take authority in your territory. I mean, it's about the kingdom of God. He's given you the gifts. He's given you the, the grace you with talents and skill. 
and 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 it's only by his grace that he has allowed you to have these gifts these spiritual gifts in order to take authority in your territory it's your territory but God gave it to you so you have to give back to him and to the people of God what he has given you it's not for us to keep but it's definitely for him for you to use for him and for his glory. So we honor God today that we're able to operate in our territory with kingdom authority. I We're talking about from the pit to the palace. So I want to pray, and then we're going to bring on Evangelist Deneen Collins, and she's on again. You all have asked me for her, and I've received different messages. And let me tell you, I got it before y'all started asking, so I'm excited about her being on this evening again, from the pit to the palace. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We definitely do praise you. We give you glory. Honor is already yours, and it's due you. Father, we just bless you for who you are. We thank you for being our daddy. But first of all, you are the, you are the creator of all mankind and all all things, Father. And you are the, you are the creator of creation even. And so, God, as we celebrate creation, we can't help but to celebrate you first, Father, for you are the creator of creation. So, God, help us to take our um, be able to operate in order by honoring you and who you are. You're the father of all, and we glorify you on tonight. We glorify you on this wonderful day as we celebrate fathers. We lift up those fathers, Father, but first we lift up the name of Jesus. We thank you for Jesus, for dying on the cross, for saving us, for delivering us, for being our Savior. We thank you that we can run to you and be safe. We thank you that you've given us power. And, Father, we have power to declare in our territories exactly what you want us to declare, what you want us to do, how you want us to do it, when you want us to do it. And, Father, to go where you say to go. God, to speak when you say to speak. And so on this particular night, I speak the things, Father, that the people are up and they are moving forward, and they are taking authority in their territory. I speak, God, that fathers are taking authority in their territory. I speak now, God, that those um, men, women, boys, and girls who are struggling because their father may not be around, that they will seek you, that, Lord, the, the established relationship of who you are as our Father will continue to just flourish in the earth, and Lord, that it will grow even more, and that Lord relationships on earth will exemplify who you are to us, and you protect us, you keep us, Father. You're the one who is our Jehovah Jireh, our Jehovah Rophah. You provide and heal for us, God. You are so many things, our refuge. You are our strength and our peace and our joy, Father. If it wasn't for you, I'm not sure what we would do. Where would we be without you, Father, without your grace, without your mercy, the, the, the strategies that you even decided to bring Jesus to send him down? You came down in the flesh for us so that we will be saved, Father, so that we will be able to operate and have an example to look to. Thank you, God, for thinking out the whole plan. We thank you that you know the plan for our life, and we say yes to your plan on today, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord, that you will just be glorified on this particular broadcast, that you be glorified. We get no glory. We only say thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever and ever. It's all due to you. And we bless you and praise you in Jesus' name. Glory to God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Um, 
praise God. I just thank God for, um, I really want to continue in the prayer because I'm feeling a, a different move right now, but I want to make sure that we get the woman of God on so that she can share as God has given her because I tell you, she has a powerful, powerful word, testimony, and she there's, there is something within her. There is a fire of the Holy Ghost that is stirring within her. Every time she speaks, she speaks something that causes things to happen in the spiritual realm for each and every person that I know of and for me definitely. So I want to bring the woman of God on, Evangelist, Evangelist Deneen Collins. You there, sis? Yes, I am here, Reverend Vanzia Jones-Morris. Can you hear me, woman of God? Yes, I can. I'm so happy to have you on. And listen, I don't want to take too much time up, but please greet the the people, and then I want you to go right into what you're going to talk about because people need to hear this word on this evening. Absolutely. And I just want to let you know that I thank God for you so much that I don't even have words that can express how much I thank God for you. You are truly um, my sister. I know that we are connected in the spirit. Um, Even when you first came on to the broadcast and you began to speak, we were so in sync. And I said, she's already flowing in this message and in the word that's going to come forth. And then you began to pray. And I said, you know, if the Lord kept leading you to continue to pray, whatever the Holy Ghost wants to do, that's what we are going to do. Um, because Amen. God knows exactly what he's doing. But I know that what you're feeling is like you're feeling a stirring in the spirit because God is, is stirring right. us right now. And something is about to be stirred up. And um, I know that you already acknowledged uh, the fathers, and I wanted to do that as well. Um, I want to greet everyone who's listening, everyone who tunes into the replay. Whenever you listen to this, you are going to be blessed. Some of you may need to listen to it multiple times and let it just soak down into your spirit and saturate every fiber of your being. Hallelujah. But I want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers today, including biological fathers, spiritual fathers, stepfathers, foster fathers, adoptive fathers, founding fathers, and all father figures. I wish a a special happy Father's Day to my dad, Robert C. Collins Sr., who made sure that when I was growing up, I got to know my heavenly father. So I would like to start this broadcast with 1 Corinthians 4 and 15, which says, For though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Amen. And I also know that the Bible says that for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, for they are the sons of God. And if you are led by the Spirit of God, you are a son of God, and that makes God your father. I also know that the Bible says that we have been given the spirit of adoption, whereby we may cry, Abba, Father. 
So I just want to thank my heavenly father today. I just want to give him some praise today. And I just feel a great explosion that's getting ready to come through this broadcast. I can feel the anointing already. It's all over here. It's all in here with me. It's all over me. And I'm so excited about what God is doing. Now, I've got to get to this word. I have so much to give you today. So I don't want to take too long, but I need to go back and touch on a couple of things from when I was on previously because a prophetic word was released in those broadcasts on the last Sunday of 2018 and then when I came on Mm -hmm. in February of 2019 and God was giving a prophetic word through me about 2019 and if you remember he was saying that this is the year of inheritance and that he was releasing an inheritance. Now, the reason I'm mentioning this is because this prophetic word has already been coming to pass in my life over and over again, and I have had more abundance this year than I've ever seen in my life. I've had more favor this year than I've ever seen in my life. It's like the year of dreams come true because, ooh, glory, hallelujah, all of the dreams, all of my hopes, all of my aspirations, everything has been put in perfect alignment for these things to happen and things have been released to me that have literally blown my mind. But I was praying the other day, I was having a conversation with my Heavenly Father, and what I was saying was, is that, Father, thank you so much for all of these blessings, and thank you for bringing this prophetic word to pass, and thank you for releasing this inheritance, and thank you for all of the abundance. I said, but God, uh, to be honest, I'm struggling with something. That means that, I mean, you're blessing me, but I'm still going through some things, and I'm still struggling through some things, and I need you to help me to understand, Father, that even though you're blessing me so much, I don't understand why I'm dealing and struggling with some of the things that I'm struggling with. And then God had to remind me, because he is perfect and I am not, I only try to be perfect, you know, as I strive to be better in him, but he had to remind me of how he gave me the prophetic word. He reminded me, he said, daughter, he said, I didn't just tell you that this was the year of inheritance. And then he took me back to how he gave me the prophetic word. And we went down to Joshua chapter 19 and verse 38, where God was dealing out the portions to the tribes of Israel. And what he was doing in uh, verse 38, he was giving the portion to the tribe Naphtali, and their portion was 19 cities and their villages. But I looked up that word when I released the prophetic word of Naphtali, and the name Naphtali means to wrestle or to struggle. So God, when he gave me the prophetic word that this was the year of inheritance and that he was releasing an inheritance, he didn't just say that he was releasing the inheritance. He said, in the midst of your struggle and in the midst of your wrestling, I'm going to release an inheritance right in the midst of that. So if some of you have been experiencing the manifestation of the prophetic word, if you've seen more abundance this year, if you have seen blessing, if you have experienced joy, if you experienced overflow, but you were just kind of confused because you were still struggling with some things and didn't understand how God was blessing you so much, but you were still struggling, it's because he said, even in spite of your struggles, even in the midst of your wrestling, I'm 
still God, and I need to let you know that I am going to be God. I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. I go from everlasting to everlasting, and I need to let you know that even when you're wrestling and even when you're struggling, I can make you more abundant than you've ever been in your life. Amen? So now, let me get on to the subject today, as uh, Reverend Morris already mentioned to you, from the pit to the palace. Now, I I want to speak on this subject today because I believe there are times in life when we all find ourselves in a pit. I believe there are times where we all find ourselves in a pit. And you might even be in a pit right now as you're listening to this broadcast. You might be in a pit today, but the good news is you can go from the pit to the palace. Now, this teaching will cover some events in the life of Joseph, and I'll be sharing some scriptures as they are exactly as they are written. And for time's sake, I'll provide summaries of other passages, so just stay with me. But I'm going to challenge you right now, right now at this very moment, I challenge you that if you are listening, we're going to pause for a second because I want you to call somebody. I want you to message somebody. I want you to send somebody a message in Facebook Messenger. I want you to tag somebody in the post for this broadcast. I want you to text somebody on your phone and tell them if you know somebody that needs encouragement, they need to get tuned into this broadcast right now because I can't even explain the mighty thing and the mighty breakthrough that God is about to release on this broadcast. So right now, text somebody, tag them in the post, call them, whatever you need to do, get them on this broadcast right now because this is your time and this is your hour. Now, I'm also going to ask you for a favor, which is to stay tuned into this broadcast until the very end. Because at the end of this broadcast, I'm going to pray a shackle-breaking, yoke-destroying, prophetic prayer that will travel through the airways and every digital component of the Internet to touch you right where you are and help carry you victoriously through the remainder of 2019. Now, God gave me a word that the best of 2019 is yet to come. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, the Bible says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make manifest the favor of his knowledge by us in every place. He said every place, and every place includes the pit. You can be blessed even in the pit. I want to tell you these words. When you find yourself at the end of your rope, Try a knot and hold on. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. I have never been a great rope climber. And in gym class in elementary school when I was growing up, the time of year would always come by when it was time for us to do rope climbing. And I would grab a hold of that rope, but I just didn't have the strength in my arms to climb it. And my PE teacher told me to just grab the rope and hold on to it, even if I couldn't climb it. He said, because by grabbing onto it and hanging onto it, it would strengthen the muscles in my arms. And so I would just hang on to that rope. And you may not be able to climb a rope today, but if you have the strength enough to hold on to it, somebody can pull you up. 
and I'm about to throw a rope into your pit with this message. And all I need you to do is hold on. You don't have to be able to climb it because I'm going to pull you up. And I declare right now that somebody ought to shout hallelujah for having someone in your life with the strong arms of faith that can pull you up out of every devastating, disastrous, immoral life and destructive and depressed place. Thank God Almighty for pastors and for parents and for preachers and for prophets and for mentors and for family members, and for church mothers, and for spiritual fathers, and for friends standing at the top of the rope when you were at the bottom of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Again, I am speaking on the subject from the pit Mm. to the palace. Now, before I get Mm. deep into this word, I want to define and explain to you what a pit is. Now, there are a few different definitions for pit, but the most common definition of a pit is the pit that we know that is a noun that is a large hole in the ground, like a ditch, a hole. It can be described as a pothole or a mine shaft. Now, you're going to fall down sometimes into a hole in life. And sometimes you might just be driving along the road of life and you might hit a pothole. That's another type of pit. Sometimes you may feel like you have fallen down into a ditch and can't get up. That's another type of pit. But it also described a pit as a mine shaft. And if you are in a mine shaft, know that you are so valuable that you are worthy of being extracted from the darkness of the mine shaft. Amen? So that's one type of pit. Another type of pit is a verb, and it means to set someone or something in conflict or competition with each other. So your pit may not just be a hole. It may be the things and the people who are coming against you. That might be your pit. Now, another meaning of pit as a verb is to make hollow or to make an indention in the surface of something like a dent. So sometimes your pit may not be a hole. It may not just be the things and people and situations that are coming against you, but your pit might be the injuries that you have suffered in life, the things that have put dents in you, the things that have bent you out of shape, the things that have hurt you and made you wonder how you were going to go on. Now, circling back to pit as a noun, I would like to explain something to you in just a moment, but God gave me a revelation, and you know I love my acronyms, but he said PIT stands for Purpose in Transition. That's all it is. It's your purpose in transition. (laughs) So this might be the PIT that you're dealing with, but you're in a transitionary period. So circling back to PIT as a noun, I would like to explain the difference between a PIT and a seed the difference between a pit and a seed. So a seed is an ovule containing an embryo, while a pit is the part of the fruit that protects the seed until growth time. I'm going to repeat that one more time. A seed is an ovule containing an embryo, while a pit is the part of the fruit that protects the seed until growth time. Amen. So anyway, you you are the seed of God. You are the 
seed of the righteous. And you are a seed, which means you are a unit of reproduction capable of producing more. You are a seed. Everything that you do, you are sowing into life. Your knowledge sows. Your love sows. Your money sows. Everything, your wisdom sows. So that you are a seed. But sometimes the pit is there to protect you because the pit protects the seed until it's time for growth. One of the things that my mother used to always say is that the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. She prayed it over me. She prayed it over my brother. She prayed it over her spiritual children. So I'm happy to be the seed of the righteous today because I know that no matter what I'm going through and no matter what I'm facing, that because I am the seed of the righteous, the Bible promises that I shall be delivered. Now, sometimes we are the seed inside of the pit that protects us until we are ready to grow. The pit might seem like a bad place, but it can also be the place where we develop. The pit of your life might be the incubation chamber that helps bring you to full maturity. You better hear me today. Amen. Hallelujah. You don't don't whine about being in your pit. Embrace your pit because God is doing something in your pit. And for a moment, I would like to speak to you about the fatality of favor, the fortitude of favor, and the fruition of favor. Hallelujah. So let's look at a little bit of background here because I'm going to be talking to you about Joseph. But I want to talk to you first about Abraham because Abraham was the father of faith. And then Abraham had Isaac or he begot Isaac. And then Isaac begot Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel after he wrestled with the angel, amen, and got a name changed. And then Jacob had Joseph. So Joseph came from a mighty lineage, from the very father and the patriarch of faith. This was the lineage of Joseph. So in Genesis 37, verses 3 through 4, the Bible says, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. Well, first of all, let's talk about this coat of many colors. You see, the rainbow has many colors. And so this was a rainbow-like coat. And the importance of it was that it represented the favor, the promises, and the blessings of God, that even... God said a rainbow in the sky after Noah had went on the ark and, you know, it had rained for 40 days or 40 nights. And then he set a rainbow in the sky as a token that the Lord would never flood the entire earth like that again. And that was his promise. And that was a symbol of his covenant. So Joseph was actually dressed in favor. He was dressed in promise. He was dressed in the representation of the covenant of, of God. See, the God that we serve is just not a one-sided God. He's not just a God of one 
color or two colors or three colors, but he's a manifold God. He's a God of manifold greatness. And so this is what Joseph was wearing. And sometimes when when your heavenly father loves you more and when you have favor upon you to the point where people can see your favor and they can see that God loves you and you are wearing his manifold greatness and you are wearing the symbol of his covenant, you will be hated by some people. And you know what the thing is? The hard thing to deal with is is that sometimes you aren't even hated as much by the people that you don't know are perfect strangers than the ones right in your own household. Amen? So sometimes some of us are dealing with that. And when God loves you, others may hate you. But it goes down in verse 5, and it says, Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And then when we drop down to verse 9, he dreamed another dream, and the interpretation of it was that his father's mother and his brothers would be bowing down to him, and that made him hate Joseph even more. But I'm going to tell you today, go ahead and be a dreamer. And if you're going to be a dreamer, dream big, but don't expect everybody to like you when you are a person that is a dreamer of true dreams. Now, sometimes we do have to exercise wisdom, and and sometimes when we have a dream, it's not always for us to go blabbing it around and telling everybody, but sometimes we need to wait until the appointed time where God tells us to release that dream. Amen? So, As the story went on, Joseph's father sent him to find his brothers as they tended sheep. And his brothers hated him for being so loved by their father that they conspired to kill him. They conspired, literally, to kill Joseph. And then they decided not to kill Joseph because of the wise words of Judah, his brother Judah. Um, But they did throw him into a ditch or into a pit and sold him into slavery. Now, as the story continues on, Joseph's brothers stripped him of his coat of many colors, threw him into a pit with no water, sold him into a company of Ishmaelites, which were the descendants of Ishmael, the illegitimate sons of Abraham, whose name means God will hear. And, and that they came from Gilead, meaning a rocky place. So we have some very interesting scenarios right here, but I want to tell you what, they they did this whole conspiracy thing, and I'm getting ready to read to you about it, but what you're about to hear about is a biblical CSI cover-up, a biblical CSI cover-up. There was a crime scene investigation, and they did a cover-up so that they would not be discovered. But I want to say this before I go into the rest of this teaching, and that is that they can strip you of your favor, the symbol of your favor, but they can't strip your favor from you. So they can strip you of the symbol of your favor, but they can't strip your favor from you. Amen? Because whether Joseph was wearing the coat or whether he wasn't wearing the coat, he was still blessed by God. He was still loved by God. He was still beloved. He was still gifted. Amen? Hallelujah. And it says in verse 31, and they took Joseph's coat and killed a kid of the goats and dipped the coat in the blood, and they sent the coat of many colors, and they brought it to their father and said, this have we found. Know now whether it be thy son's coat or not. 
And he knew it and said, it is my son's coat. An evil beast has devoured him. Joseph is without doubt rent in pieces. And Jacob rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his son many days. And all his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, for I will go down into the grave until my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. And the Midianites sold him into Egypt unto Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh's and captain of the guard. Now, before I go on, let me say this. People are going to be jealous of your dreams. And they might even try to kill you because of them. And if they can't kill you or your dream, they will do the next best thing by attempting to kill your hope or your faith. And then if they can't kill your hope or your faith, they will attempt to make you appear dead to those who follow your life. Amen? Mm. All right. Are you all with me? So in Genesis 39, and now I'm just going to kind of summarize because I want to get through the rest of this, and I want to make sure that we have enough time for everything. But in Genesis 39, and we were in Genesis 37, now I'm over to Genesis 39. And so it said that Joseph was prosperous in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar saw that the Lord was with Joseph. Don't you know that when God is with you, people will take notice? That when God is with you, he lets people know that he is on your side, that you are his child. And Potiphar saw that the Lord was with Joseph. And everything Joseph did prospered. And he found grace in the sight of Potiphar. And God blessed Potiphar because of Joseph in his house and in his field. So Potiphar was blessed in his house. Potiphar was blessed in the field. This just reminds me of the blessings that God sent down in the book of Deuteronomy. He said, I will bless you in the city. I will bless you in the country that whatsoever you set your hands to shall prosper, that I will bless you in your basket. Amen. And this was the kind of blessing that God was doing because he was with Joseph and the favor of God was upon Joseph. And just because Joseph was in Potiphar's house, Potiphar was blessed. I want you to know that you are somebody else's blessing. You're working on a job, and that company is being prospered because you are on that job, because you have the favor of God in your life. They think that it's them. They think that it is their marketing campaigns, and they think that it's the MBA people that they hired, and they think that it's this and it's that and and the things that they know so well, but it doesn't have anything to do with that. It is the simple fact that the favor of God is on your life because you are under that roof. They are being blessed. I know I'm talking to somebody today. Now, Potiphar left all he had in Joseph's hands, and because of Joseph, all Potiphar had was blessed. And because of all his goodness, Potiphar's wife had eyes for Joseph and wanted him to lie with her. Now, be careful, because when God is blessing you, it it can make you look real good to some devils. All right? When God is blessing you, that will attract the opposite of what you are. Hello? Because opposites attract. Take a negative magnet and a positive magnet, and they will cling together. All right? So Potiphar's wife 
was looking at Jacob, I mean, at Joseph, and she was like, yeah, he looked he look pretty good. Everything he does prospers. Everything he touches turns to gold. I want him to be with me. But Joseph was pure before God, and he refused. And the master's wife lied on him because of his refusal. Don't you know that the devil will lie on you, that he is the father of lies, that when he speaks in lies, he is speaking in his native tongue. And sometimes when you don't comply with what the devil wants you to do, that some people will lie on you because they're angry that you are standing up for God. And she took a hold of his garment saying he tried to seduce her. And this is when Potiphar took the words of his wife as true and then cast Joseph into prison. Cast Joseph into prison. Prison isn't always fair. Sometimes you're going to be falsely accused. Prison is a brutal place, especially when you are innocent. And Joseph was falsely accused, and even though he was in prison, even in prison, God was with him and showed him favor even in the prison. I don't care what you're going through in life. I don't care what your situation is. I don't care where you go to the deepest, darkest places. When God is with you, he will bless you even in the prison situations of your life. Mm, My God. Hallelujah. And before I go any further, then let me say this. Joseph was even put in charge in prison. The head of the prison wanted Joseph working with him. That's how much God was with him, that the prison couldn't keep him down. But being betrayed doesn't mean that God doesn't love you after all. His only begotten son was betrayed. And being enslaved doesn't mean you're a prisoner because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And being lied on doesn't make what people say about you true. I heard the Bible say, let every man be a liar and let God be true. Now, God will prosper you in the presence of your enemies. He will deliver you from your pit. He will prosper you in your prison. God will take you from a pit to a palace. But there are many different pits in life. We all think, you know, it's talking about the hole and the different types of pits, but physical sickness, illness, you may be dealing with, with some type of diagnosis from the doctor or some type of condition that you aren't able to or haven't been able to get over or get well, or you may have pain in your body and you may suffer from migraines. I don't know what it is today. You may not have the full use of your body like you used to in physical sickness, it might be your pit in life. You were thrown into it or mental illness. You may have things going on in your mind and you can't get your mind right. And and that might be your pit today. Depression might be your pit today. You may be going through some financial hardships and you don't have enough to pay your bills and, and you can't rub two pennies together and you're trying to make ends meet. And every time you get to the end of the month, uh, you have too much or not enough money at the end of the month. Amen. 
man, hallelujah, too much month and not enough money, as they call it, and that might be your pit. <laughs> or you might be going through some emotional struggles today, and you just can't get your emotional, your emotions intact, and that might be the pit that you're dealing with today. Or you maybe you're heartbroken today. Maybe you went through a bad relationship. Maybe somebody dogged you. Maybe somebody cheated on you. Uh, maybe they were unfaithful, and, and maybe they just did you wrong, or maybe they disrespected you, or maybe they abused you in some way, and, and so you're suffering heartbreak, and, and that might be the pit that you're facing today, or, or maybe you need anger management. Maybe you just got a problem with getting angry, and you can't control your temper, and you've been trying to get that under wraps, and maybe that's the pit that you're dealing with today, or maybe you've gone through repeat failure, and you've had dreams, and you've had goals, and you have tried, and you've done everything that you know to do, and you feel like you're on the right track, but you just keep having failure after failure after failure, and that might be the pit that you're dealing with today, but God may take you from the pit to the palace, but you need to know that the prison comes in between the pit and the palace, and that's real. Now, we it, it sounds really good to say, oh, yeah, God will take me from the pit to the palace, but remember that Joseph went into prison in between the pit and the palace, amen? So let me tell you something. Prison can't hold you. I don't care what kind of prison the devil tries to deal out in your life. Prison cannot hold you. And the reason why uh, Joseph had such favors, God says in his word, he said, everywhere the sole of your foot treads, I shall give it unto you. That's why when he was in the pit, he had favor. When he was in the prison, he had favor. And when he stepped in the palace, they just shouldn't have let him in there. You're going to step in some places. You want something? You want something? Are you believing God for something? Go step on it. Because everywhere the sole of your foot treads, God shall give it unto you. Go step on it with confidence. Amen? Because that's the type yeah. of God that we serve. Now, let me tell you the rest of the story about Joseph. After two full years in prison, Pharaoh dreamed a dream. That, and then he dreamed another dream, and it troubled him greatly. So he called for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt, and none of them were able to interpret it. Then the chief butler to Pharaoh, who was in prison with Joseph before he was restored in service to the king, and Joseph had interpreted the dreams of the chief butler and the chief baker in prison, and they came to pass. So you might be in, in a prison situation, but the gifts of God still work in the prisons of your life. Amen? You might be oh, in a prison yes. situation, but the gifts of God still work in the prison of your life. You might be in the prison of sickness, but the gifts of God still working on the inside of you. You might be in the prison of addiction, but the gifts of God are still working on the inside of you. Mm. Joseph was in prison, but the gifts of God were with him in the prison. Amen? Now, Pharaoh called and, and sent for Joseph, and they brought him out of the dungeon hastily. It didn't say they just went and, and they took their time, but they brought him out hastily and they gave him a shave and a change of clothes. 
So I want to tell you, because I'm, I'm prophesying right now because I feel a prophetic anointing. And when God does what he is about to do in your life, he is going to move quickly. It said that they grabbed uh, Joseph. They brought him out of the dungeon hastily. Now, you may have been hanging around in this bad situation, this bad prison situation for years. But when God decides to move on your behalf, he's going to yank you out of the prison, and it's going to be something that is done quickly. And Proverbs 18 and 16 says that a man's gift will make room for him and bring him before great men. See, Joseph's gift that made room for him, and the gift God put in you will make room for you too. Hallelujah. People aren't even going to recognize you when God does what he is going to do with you. Let me tell you that again. People are not even going to recognize you. They took Joseph out. They gave him a change of clothes. They gave him a shave. I bet he looked a whole lot different because when God does what he's going to do for you, he's going to clean you up. He's going to make you ready because he knows that you are going to be stepping into a wealthy place. Now, Joseph, Joseph, when he got in front of the king, Joseph interpreted the king's dream. And Pharaoh made him second in command of all of Egypt because he was able to do what none of the wise men and none of the magicians could do because he had a gift of God. Amen? Now, now here is something that I find quite interesting. I want you to, to catch a hold of this because this just literally blew my mind. And it says that um, I have made a note here because when I came across this, I was just like, God, you are so absolutely awesome. But the dream that Pharaoh had caused the dream that Joseph had way back when to come to pass. So mm-hmm. Joseph dreamed that his brothers would bow down to him. Pharaoh dreamed of a coming famine. So he put Joseph in charge of the food storage during the years of plenty. And when the famine reached the father's house of Joseph, his brothers were sent to Egypt to get food. Now, they didn't know that their brother was the one that was in charge. So they didn't even recognize their brother, but they bowed down before him. So the king had a dream that made Joseph's dream come to pass. Amen. That's just too too deep for me. It made me even think when I said the yes. dream that made Joseph's dream come to pass, it made me think of Dr. Martin Luther King. Because Martin Luther King had a dream. The king had a dream that was making <laughs> our dreams come to pass. Amen. But when I Joseph, love it. When, he, when he finally told his brothers who he was, he told them, he said, don't be mad at yourself because God has sent me ahead of you to preserve life in the time of famine. And you know what? How many times do we just blame people that did us wrong, that threw us into a pit, that threw us into a ditch, that caused us to be sold into slavery, that called us to go, caused us to go through a prison situation? But we've got to recognize that God is in control of everything. And what the devil meant for bad, that God has made it for the good and that all things work together for the good for those who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. 
And Joseph told his brothers, he said, don't be mad. He said, it is the Lord that has done this thing. It is the Lord that has allowed all this to happen. It is the Lord that has allowed me to go through all of this because I had to go ahead of you so that I could sustain your life in the time of famine. So I just wanted to tell you today that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're struggling through, no matter what you're wrestling with, no matter what the situations of your life are that are so dark and desolate and hard and difficult to get through, the Lord has allowed it because you are going to bring somebody else out. You are going to sustain somebody else's life in a hard time, in the time of famine. So don't go around blaming everybody, but just thank God for everything that he has done and thank God for everything that he has doing because as sure as you were in the pit and as sure as you were in the prison, you can be in the palace. Amen. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Right now, what I would like to do also is I want to mention some prayer requests that came through on Facebook. And it's okay if you want to go back, if you didn't put your prayer request in the comments, in the post on Facebook, go ahead and put uh, your uh, prayer request in there because we're going to continue to check that post and we're going to continue to pray over every prayer request. But we had, um, I believe it was um, Vanessa Powell who was asking for prayer over Sudan and all of the black leaders all over the world. And um, may we ask for protection, she says, and the ingenuity needed to fulfill the desires of our Lord's heart. Amen. And then we had Rachel Liberty, and she posted um, that she would like for us to pray about the legalization of the slave trade in Libya and how it's increasing. And there's an undercover scheme um, that we've been blinded to. And she's praying um, that God will open our eyes and guide our leaders um, and give them strategic tools to pull down principalities and powers in high places and and um, to pray for uh, the deliverance and to, to stop human trafficking and the increase in missing children around the world in right. these areas and so much is going on she says and she she says i just pray that we are aware and become part of the solution and then she thanked us for praying and uh, i i felt led there's been a spirit of prayer ever since uh ever since uh reverend morris was praying at the beginning of the broadcast so i'm going to start off in prayer but I'm going to throw you the baton, woman of God, because I feel like I'm in a relay race uh, for the glory of God. They said, you know, this race amen. that we run by faith, amen. So I'm not going to, yes. when I stop praying, I'm not just stopping praying. I'm passing the baton to you because I just believe, oh, glory, hallelujah. I just believe that you have a prayer in you that, that I see you right now as a spiritual midwife. And I, I believe that when you begin to to pray uh, today that you are going to help some people birth some things in their lives that uh, they have been waiting to come forth. And, and that I see this happening mm-hmm. and then I see breakthroughs for this year. And, and God had just given me that word a few days ago when he said that the best of 2019 is yet to come, that, that we've experienced some good things this year, but God says you haven't seen anything yet that God has already showed up, but he is getting ready to show out in your life because he is 
a mighty God, if he is a miraculous God, if I'm getting ready to pray, but right now I just feel a praise. I just got to give him some praise because I know that he said that his presence inhabits the praises of his people. And Father, hallelujah, I just give you praise right now. I thank you for every listener. I thank you for everyone that is under the sound of our voices, Lord God. I thank you for this radio broadcast. I thank you for the woman of God. I thank you for the vision that you put in her for this radio broadcast, for this kingdom authority radio broadcast, and for your kingdom authority in the earth, and that your kingdom would come, and that your will would be done in the earth as it is in heaven. And I thank you that that is happening right now, Father God. We just give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Father God, I just ask for strength. I ask for fortitude right now. I ask for the opening of our eyes. I ask that you would take the blinders off. I ask that the scales would fall off of people's eyes and that they would be able to see you, Lord God, and what you are showing us and and how you are leading us, Father God. I ask that you would order our footsteps in you, God, and lead us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. Father God, I just give you praise. I ask for the washing of the water of the word right now, Lord God. I pray that you cleanse I ask that you give us a drink today, God. I ask that you give us a drink from your well, God, that we may never thirst again. God, I ask that you feed us with your bread, God, that we may never be hungry again. Lord God, I ask that you take us off of the milk and give us the strong meat of your word and give us understanding in the deep places of our soul, God. I ask that you would enlighten the eyes of our understanding and give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, God. I ask that you have blessed your people with unmerited favor, God, and I ask that everything would fall in order for everything that is going on right now. People are going to be closing on houses. I pray that the closings go well, God, and that anything that would try to stop it, God, that you would remove it out of the way. There are people that need transportation right now. God, I pray that you bless her. I ask that as the children get ready to go back to school in just a little while here, that you would bless them, God, over the summer and going back to school. I ask that you would bless the graduates that are going away to college for the first time and that you would cover them, God, and that you would give them wisdom and that you would allow them to remember their upbringing and don't let Satan cause them to go astray, God, but put the right people around them, put the right people in their path, God, and keep them on the straight and narrow, and I decree and declare right now that these children will be blessed, that your anointing shall be poured out upon them, and that the prayers of the parents and the prayers of the grandparents and the prayers of their great-grandparents, God, would flow down unto them and keep them in the way that they should go. And I ask for provision to be released right now in the mighty name of your son, Jesus, our God. I ask for every bill to be paid for these educators for these children, God. I ask for scholarships to be released. I ask for endowments right now, God, to be released. I ask for supernatural favor, God. I ask for you to make a way out of no way for the person that thought that they weren't going to be able to go, God. I ask that they would receive a phone call, God, and then you would turn it around for them because you are able, God, and you said according to our faith, God, and I just give you praise, Lord, God. You are 
are able, Lord, and I just thank you. I just thank you right now. I pray for everyone that needs healing in their body, God. Anyone that has been struggling, you said that healing is the children's bread, God. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table, God. And if you just give us some crumbs today, God, I know that your children will be well. Lord God, I pray for those that are discouraged, that are in deep depression, that can't get up every day, that don't want to get up and go to their jobs, that they cry at night alone, God, that they feel lonely, God, but you will never leave them nor forsake them, you said in your word. Let them fill your arms of love wrapped around them. Hold them in your bosom right now, God. Restore them and make them whole right now, God, and let them know that you are with them and give them peace. I speak peace to the mind of your people right now. I speak the peace that passes all understanding. I rebuke the spirit of confusion and chaos, and I pray a garrison around the minds yes, of your people, God. I ask that we would have holy thoughts and that you would take every thought that's not like you and bring it into captivity, Father God, under Christ Jesus right now. I ask that we have the right thoughts, and I ask that we have the right words, and I ask that we have the right actions, God, and I ask that we operate in your character, oh God, and I just thank you right now. I ask that you bring together a righteous nation, God. I ask that you would bless the millennials right now, this fallen generation that has gone astray and that is so misunderstood, but help us to understand your millennials, God, because you made them and you have a number for every hair on their head, God, and I want them to know that they are special, God, and that they can do a mighty work for you, God, and let them set this world on fire for you, God, in a way like we have never seen. Now, God, I ask that you get into all technology and that you use technology for your glory and that the internet is used for your glory and not for the evil of the devil, God. But I ask that you use it to put your word out there, God, and to put people into contact that need to be put into contact. I ask, I send a word right now to India, God. I pray that you send more wells of clean water to India. I pray for clean water in Africa. I pray for food for starving children. I pray for parents for orphans, God. I pray for shoes for the homeless, Lord God. Lord God, I just ask that you pour out your blessings right now. Father God, I just thank you. I just thank you. I just thank you. I just thank you. And I know that it is already done. And anyone who is going through a pit experience right now, anyone who is going through a prison experience right now, God, speaking of the prison, I want you to go into the prisons right now. God, and touch the people that are in the prisons. I ask for reform, God. I ask for you to turn their lives around. I ask for you to protect people's sons and daughters that are in the prisons right now, people's mothers and fathers that are in the prisons right now. I ask that you strengthen the families. I ask that they would have visitors and that they would have comfort and they they would find you, know you, follow you, and share you with everyone that they come into contact with. Father God, I just ask that the word that you sent forth today about from the pit to the palace, that you would make this word manifest in our lives, that you would bring us up out of the pit and set us into the wealthy place that you have for us. We thank you for the inheritance that you have released in the midst of our struggle, in the midst of our wrestling. We thank you for you are yet God and you are always God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I want you evermore to keep on with this prayer. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, we just um, yes, Father, we just bless you and praise you, God. We thank you, oh God, that you are that you are working um, in the cities, Father. 
and with people whose minds are so distracted, Father, from your from your place of yes. worship from worshiping you, God, who's distracted, God, and have been tricked by the enemy, God, where they go and they vandalize um, church facilities, Father, Ooh. where they're speaking mm. the name of Satan uh, out and Lord, and they're denying Jesus and saying, calling him all kinds of different names, Father. I ask yeah. you to put the minds of these people right now. God, yeah. we come against the strategies Ooh. of the demonic forces that continue to play on the minds you. of people, Father. Not we come I against God and the curse mm. and sorcery in the name of Jesus. We yeah. come against spells, God, witches and warlocks in the name of Jesus, yeah. Father, that continue and snow we're not afraid, God. We know, oh God, that the battle is yours, and we come, yes, Lord, prepared Lord. for whenever you say we are to come in and to attack, Hallelujah. God. So right now, we are praying in the name of Jesus against yes, these strategies, God, against these formations, God. Woo, my. Yes, against Lord. these formations yes. and these armies that yes, are standing up, God. Help the children of God to stand yes, up Lord. and realize that you have made us priests, God, that you have called us a peculiar yes. people, and we don't attack the things in the world as the world, but because of your mm. blood, God, we are because mm. the blood of Jesus, we can conquer yes, anything, for we are more yes, than conquerors. You said whatever mm. weapon formed against us shall not be able to prosper, and so in the name of Jesus, God, hey, we know glory. the weapons will be formed, but Hallelujah. we glorify you, God, because we yes, won't be able Lord. to prosper, Hallelujah. and even if we have to die, God, mm-hmm. on the battlefield, yes. we glorify you, because you will get the glory <laughs> out of all of glory. it. In the end, Father, you yes. Rain forevermore. And so we're not we're not threatened by the attacks of the enemy, God. But we pray for the minds of those who have been tricked by the enemy, who are denouncing Jesus Christ, who don't understand that you are the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. You are the glorious one, to the righteous one, to the upright one. And so God, we pray against those minds and those strategies that continue to form attack the minds. Yes. Men, women, boys, and girls Ooh. all through this city and yes. through this earth, God. Mm. Mm. Father, who yes. continue yes. to think that they own people and cause slavery to come come back into and ruling yes. for it, God. We don't own anybody. You, the earth is yours, the fullness thereof, the world and everything that's in it, God. And so we denounce that. That, that that thinking, God, that it's a mean. And, God, we know that's the devil thinking when he came Hallelujah. to Jesus Christ in the wilderness and wanted Jesus to bow down to me. He kept saying, bow yes. down to me. We denounce that thinking in the name of Jesus. It is not about us, but it is about you. And we declare yes. your glory Hallelujah. on these airways yes. in the Hallelujah. name of Jesus. Will we not yes. get distracted? That, Lord, that, Lord, we, not, we understand these are principalities that we are fighting against God and we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities the rulers of darkness spiritual wickedness and they're in high places so God lift us up lift us up God lift us up where we glory in your gloriness and begin to travail God for the people of God and the mind God to be captured by your love Captured by your yes. mercy, captured Lord. by your grace, yes. captured by your spirit. Lord. Oh God, yes. in the name of Jesus, yes. I'm praying for the next generation. Thank you. Huh? Mm. Thank you. 
for them to rise up, God, where we failed, that they'll pick up, God, and carry in your name where we failed, God, that they will denounce that failure and success will only reign in the name of Jesus, not success in the natural necessarily, but God in the spiritual, oh, God. Keep our eyes open so that we can see what you want us to see in the name of Jesus. Help us to capture the night, God. We have night vision, Mm. God. We have night vision, and we see, God, what the enemy doesn't think we can see. Yes, we declare in the name of Jesus that no weapon formed shall be able to prosper. We can do anything through you that strengthens us. I declare, God, even the elderly, God, that they will no longer be mistreated, God, that we will begin Mm. But you will unveil, open up, uh, reveal, uh, God, what's being done yeah. in these elderly Ooh. homes, in the senior yeah. citizens' homes, and in the name of Jesus, I declare protection for yeah. them. In the name yeah. of Jesus, yeah. help us to put yeah. on, God, Hallelujah. our compassion yeah. to be able to go and help our elders. In mm. the name of Jesus, help us to yeah. take care of our mothers, Thank take you. care of our fathers Ooh. until their last breath, God. Help us not to denounce Ooh. what they laid down mm. for the foundation mm. for us. In the yeah. name of Jesus. Oh, we glorify you for what you have given us. We thank you for daddies. We thank you for fathers. But we glorify you for being our father. We can depend on you. Do everything. We can depend on you to heal us, God. And God, when we're in the pit, help us to understand that that's a place of transition. I declare for everybody. That's going through the pit experience that you will change their mind, change their thinking, change their perception so they see you, God, so they see how you want them to see, so they Mm. see you, God, so they see Mm. how you want them to see, they see you, God, so they see how you want them to see in the name of Jesus. Oh, Mm. God, Mm. we're not worthy, but your righteousness makes us worthy. Oh, God, we're so unworthy, but your grace, God, Yes. Your word sustains us. Yes. Your peace yes. keeps us, Lord. Yes. You are keeper, God. Yes. And so we yes. say, we will yes. not. We will not. Yes. We will not deny you. Yes. We will not leave you. Through our dying breath, God, we declare and decree and commit and submit and surrender to your will and to your way. Help us, though, God, Hallelujah. in the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. to lay down our spies for you, God. Hallelujah. For you, God. Help us to be like Elijah and to burn up everything we Hallelujah. have, God, and grow a party yeah. because we want to follow yes, you Father. in the name of Jesus. Lord, oh, we bless your thank name. You, thank you, thank oh, you. God. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Yes, oh, God. If yes, it means hallelujah. we gotta go through pain, God. Glory. We'll go. Glory. Hallelujah. Mm, thank you. If it means we thank gotta you, hurt while you. we wrestle. Yeah, we will wrestle. Yes, yes. Oh, Lord, yeah. Glory, hallelujah. Hey, oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank hallelujah. You hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm, thank you Lord. for keeping us, Lord. Yes. Oh, yes, God, yes, and since yes. you are a keeper, God, mm. we'll continue to be our mm. brother and sister's keeper, Lord. We'll continue to mm. lift them up. We'll continue to encourage them, for they can do all things through Christ. That strengtheneth them. Oh, God, help us to submit, Lord, and to know that your word is what keeps us. 
It's your word that guides us, Father. And so we pray for those who don't even who don't even want to and have a desire to read and their minds are tricked and want to don't want to read your word, don't want to know mm. your word, Father. Mm. with the mm. word. Open up their eyes, mm. open up their ears, God, open up their understanding. Let your wisdom, the Holy Spirit, speak to them in the name of Jesus, so that you can, Lord, bring to the whoa, my God, reveal unto them the mystery, God, that you only reveal unto your people. Yes. In the name of Jesus, God, we glorify you for the woman of God. I lift her up, God. I thank, thank you for you, the Father. doors that are opening. Thank you. Oh, Father, thank you. I even Woo! thank you for the doors that are closing, God. But, oh, Lord, hallelujah. in the name of, hey. oh, hallelujah. Hey. Hallelujah. Oh, Ooh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, my. Mm, thank you for the doors that are opening. God, continue to let her persevere, regardless of her feelings, God. If any mm. feeling of loneliness comes, God, you be there to protect her, to keep her, mm. and Lord, God, be her companion. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you. Oh, God, whatever's been spoken against her, to her face or behind her back, we declare those lies are cast to the pits of hell Mm. in the name of Jesus. And only what you say about her that's been spoken over her, God, will prevail in the name of Jesus. We thank you for every experience, God, that Evangelist Deneen Collins has, Lord, that's going to be used and is being used for your glory. I declare Mm. on this night, Father, complete increase in her life in every area, Father, that glorifies you. Thank you, Father. You know, in the name the of Bible Jesus, says, He will make your enemies your footstool. He will make yes. your enemies your footstool. And when you were praying for me about things being said, you know, either to me or behind my back about me, uh, many, many years ago, when I was living in Houston, Texas, um, there was a, a woman, a woman of God, a, a mother of the church. She called herself an apostle. And one day, um, a friend of mine was on the phone. He somehow got on a phone conversation between her and another pastor. And they were talking about me like a dog. He called me on a three-way, brought me Mm. into the conversation. They didn't even know I was there. I listened to every single word they said. And I never, I never said anything to them, but I took them to the Lord. And I said, God, I said, the Lord, I lifted it up to God. I didn't talk about them. I didn't confront them. I just listened and God allowed it to, for me to be able to hear this and for this to be revealed to me. And then many months later, I was preaching, um, at this revival and the power of God was in that place so heavy. And this woman that had ran me down that she didn't even know that I knew 
she was there. And at the end of the mm-hmm. service, she walked up and bowed down on her knees. Wow. And she said, I am so sorry. But she didn't even know that I knew. But God, God wow. will do it for you. Because you know what? God, God will defend you. God yes, will make he will. things right. And vengeance is mine, yes, the Lord. Will. We don't have to go around chasing around backbiters and liars because they're going to backbite and they're going to lie. That's just a part of life. But you give it over to God and God will take care of it. Glory to God. It's so true. It's so true. Amen. Thank to, you so um, much, woman of God. I feel revived. <laughs> revived. Me too. Woo! Man. <laughs> I love Ooh. it. I love uh, it. I, uh, have, run, I, I feel, feel like I can run too. through a troop and leap leap over a wall and run through a troop and leap over a wall. <laughs> and you can. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you can. Glory to God. And you Amen. Can. It's all about our perspective. It's all about our perspective, mm-hmm. how we see it. It's about how we see it. I, I honor the God in you and God for you and the words that you've spoken. I have taken some notes so that I can move into um, some areas that you spoke about that I know I need to improve upon. And so I appreciate um, the fact that you continue to allow God to use you and to speak his word and declare the message of God. It's so interesting that you constantly speak on places that um, a lot of people are in. When you mm. speak, your immediate audience is what I'm talking about, can identify Amen. because they, that's where they are at that moment. And so mm-hmm. you're you're the neat meter, the mm. need meter. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so um, that can be taken in two different ways. You you know how to take the um, the you know how to read where the need is, and then God has given you twofold. Ah, yes, Lord, He's given you twofold mm. how mm. to read the need and how to meet the need. Woo! And so it mm. is incredibly important for you to understand God has given you as, <laughs> for this time at Hallelujah. least, a new Amen. meter. Mm. And mm. I'm telling you, mm. we need more of that. Amen. So that because there's a need that. that's out yeah. there that people can't, yeah. we don't really know, you know, a lot of times. But he's given you that's that so gift. True. Oh, woman of God, let me, let me just tell you, and I don't want to interrupt you, but you are just so You're in fine. tune with God and with the Spirit right now because I've been praying, and I've been praying like this every time I get rid whether I'm going somewhere to preach, whether I'm going to be on the radio broadcast or whatever it may be, I ask God, hey, because I, I, know, I know that I am not worthy, but I am humble before him that he would even choose to to send his precious word through me. Amen. And so I pray every time I speak his word, I pray the prayer to him, asking him to give the people exactly what they need. And I say, God, I don't know what they need, but you know what they need. So when I speak, 
give them what they need. That's my exact prayer. I prayed that prayer last night. I prayed that prayer today. Amen. Mm -hmm. Before we came into the broadcast, I pray. And then I have had Mm -hmm. people come up to me or even people that didn't come up to me. They came up to people that invited them and they said, did you tell her what I was going through? And they said, no, I didn't tell her anything about you. She doesn't even know you. But it was so spot on (laughs) to what their situation was. They thought that somebody had literally come to me and told me what their situation was. And I can remember one of my spiritual fathers, I have one of my spiritual fathers is Apostle W.F. Hughes. Another one of my my spiritual fathers is um, Apostle Chester Arthur Newbine, Jr. And Mm -hmm. um, uh, Apostle Chester Arthur Newbine, Jr., and I went, through his uh, worship, faith, and power theological school of ministry, and it's a very, uh, a very prophetic school of ministry that's very non-traditional. And I remember him teaching me, um, and he said, "You must." He said, "You must put the people in your message." He said, "The people must be in the message because it has to be relevant to their life that's right. for it to." really be able to help them. So, yes, you're speaking the truth, woman of God. You're speaking the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. And God is not a man that he should lie. Amen. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Amen. We want to make sure that we are doing what God says we are to do. And and I can truly say God is pleased. Amen. Hallelujah. God hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, you know, this is kind of crazy. I know this is a little off the subject and this isn't okay. out of the Bible, but there's a, there's, there's a movie with Queen Latifah it's called Last Holiday and she thinks mm-hmm. she's dying. Okay. So she goes to, I think, Prague or somewhere and she's yep. in this hotel and it's, and it's it's just so beautiful and, and just extravagant. And she looks up at the ceiling and she said, don't you ever look up at that ceiling and, and it doesn't just make you want to cry, you know? And I just said that because I just got that scene in my mind. I'm crying right now because when I think of the goodness of God, when I think of where I could have been, when I think of what I was, when I think of what he's brought me from, when I think of what he Lord brought me through, when I think about Lord how he cleaned me up, when I think about the mercy, Thank you, Jesus. the mercy, the mercy Thank you, Jesus. that he extended unto me when he did not have to, when I think of the blood of his son. When I think, when I think that though my sins were as scarlet, he washed me and made me whiter than snow. What I think about mm. him, how I feel. I mean, how can you not? So we get so busy in our lives, and we're going here, and we're going there, we're running to the grocery store, and we gotta run to this practice, and we gotta go to this meeting, and we gotta go to this job. But do we ever just take the time to think God is causing me to breathe in and out without me thinking about it? It's an automatic. 
If we even think about the billions of neurons that are in our brain, if we think about how much blood is pumped through our body every single moment that our eyes blink to keep our eyeballs moistened without us even thinking about it because our creator is that type of God. Do we take the time to thank him? Thank you that I have fingernails on my fingers to protect that that's underneath. Thank you for my skin, Lord God. Thank you for everything that you have done, God. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you you that my salivary glands work to moisten my mouth and my digestion, God. I'm thinking that even though I don't know where the food came from that was in the grocery store, I trusted enough to put it in my body. It couldn't have poisons. It couldn't have diseases. It couldn't have toxins. But, God, you filtered it down. Thank you. Glory to God. Do we even take the time to think about these things that I can breathe in and my olfactory nerves pick up the sense of smell? (laughs) Thank you. That I have so many taste buds on my tongue that I can differentiate with sour and with bitter and with sweet and with salty taste like. Thank you, God. Thank you. Hallelujah. My and God, my God. On every person, even though there's 7 billion people in the world, that means that 7 billion times 10 different fingerprints. <laughs> my goodness, my goodness. Ah. I mean, I mean, it's just, I mean, it makes me think about that when, when God was talking to Job and he was like, where were you? When I set the foundations of the world, you know, where were you when I told the ocean they could only come this, this far forward and had to recede back? Where were you when I hung the stars in the sky, when I set the sun and the moon in their place? Where were you? (laughs) The stars are the dust of his feet. This is who, you know, we're dealing with. But how often do we take the time? I can remember um, I was watching, um, Jesse DePlanis has this message. It's called A Close Encounter of the God Kind. And he talks about how, uh, I believe it was Archangel Michael came again. He was in prayer. And the, the Archangel Michael came to him in a chariot and took him up into heaven. And he had this supernatural experience. And he said that when he got there, he said you can't, he couldn't even describe it with natural language, what he experienced. He said he felt like it would take him speaking in tongues for him to even describe what he saw. But he said he went there and he said he saw the, he saw mountains and he saw there was snow on the mountains, but there was no cold. It wasn't cold. He said that every blade of grass had like an emerald inside of each blade. Mm-hmm. There was like jewels my in goodness, the my goodness. blade. And that there was a a crystal, there was a crystal river, and he said that there there were people that were coming out, that were coming in, and he said the first person that greets you is is Abraham, and even though you don't know anybody, you instantly have a consciousness of who everyone is. You, You just automatically know, and you're overwhelmingly filled with the feeling of love. And he said that people were coming, and some people were wearing gowns, and some people were wearing robes. So the gowns were the, um, 
the robes were the robes of righteousness and the gowns were the gowns of salvation. And he said that everybody was just trying to get to the throne. He said that's all that people wanted to do was just to get to the throne of God. So everybody was headed towards the throne. And he said when he, when he finally got to the throne, because he had this angel that was escorting him, he said when he got to the throne of God, he said the angels were just praising God and they were praising God, continuously praising God. And he said there was so much power and so much ultimate energy radiating from the throne of wow. God. Ooh, wow. He said, he said that even when God moved his baby finger a smidgen, that angels were thrown up against the wall because Woo! of the power that came from just that little movement of God. And we worry about these little problems and stuff we go through, and we serve this type of God? We don't know wow. him. That's what he told me. He said, we don't know him. He said, I need my people to know who I am, and they will stop going through their petty mess. He said, the reason mm. they're going through is because they don't know me for real. They know of me, and they think they know me, but they have no idea who and what I am. <laughs> Glory to God. He Lord, said that when he got up to the throne of God, the angel gave him a fruit to eat. He said it was a fruit he had never seen before. And he said the angel gave him the fruit and told him, you need to eat this so that you might be able to somewhat withstand the glory of God. Because oh flesh, flesh must bow in his presence. Flesh cannot stand in the presence of God. And let me tell you what, if you have never been in the presence of God, you can get into the presence of God, but you've got to press in that's to good. the presence of God. Woo, it's not going to take good. one hallelujah, not two hallelujahs, not three hallelujahs. You've got to praise him until he shows up. <laughs> Glory. Because if you keep praising him and if you keep seeking him, he says, I will draw nigh unto those that draw nigh unto me. And I have visit. I have had visitations by the very Spirit of God because I wouldn't give up until He came to see me. But you don't have most people in this day and hour that are willing to tarry, tarry in the presence of God, tarry in prayer, turn down the plate. God told me to tell his people that there needs to return weeping between the porch and the altar. He said that my churches are out of order. He said that there is no more reverence in the church. He said people are doing anything and everything at what they call my sanctuary. He said that everything is there except for me. (laughs) He said, I am returning order. To my house. And he said that I will be respected one way or the other. Now, I advise you to respect him by humbling yourself and doing it his way instead of causing you to go over to a retrograde mind like Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> but, mm. but God, something is coming. And 
we have to go back to doing lock-ins in the church. We got to be able to be willing to lay on the altar and pray all night. We have to be able to properly clothe ourselves. Yeah. And I'm not saying anything for any judgment, but God is he's, he's, he's seeking a bride without spot, nor blemish, nor wrinkle. And he said, my bride is a hot mess right now. Oh, my, Too many my, wrinkles. My, my. Too many blemishes. <laughs> eh. Wow. But we, <laughs> we need to return to this. What we need word. to what learn from our forefathers. We need to return respect for wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord or the respect and honor of God. And so, um, right. yeah. God's been dealing with me. <laughs> He's been dealing with yes, me. Yes, he has. Continue to let him speak. Listen, people of God, God is speaking to us, and um, there is an order that we have to be in before his return. There is an order before mm. his return. And so the woman of God Amen. has already spoke the prophetic word, and we're just going to hold on to that, and then we're going to take heed and do what God says. And so I just mm. want to thank you, my sister, again. Um, you, Amen. Thank you, woman of God. I thank, I thank God. I thank God for you. Um, I want to make sure that we, we once again wish every father a happy Father's Day. Um, that goes to every single father. Amen. We definitely respect, admire, and honor you this day. And we have to do much more for fathers um, than we, we have been doing and and understand what they have to go through and the mantle that's on them, you know, that was given the charge and the charge that's on them. And so we yes. respect you and honor you, and we definitely want to lift you up on this evening. Listen, I want to um, close out on tonight and say um, we are definitely praying for those those countries and those provinces that are that are um, going through times where reverting back to slave trading, we're definitely paying for those of human trafficking. Um, please understand, no one owns anybody. God owns all of us. He created us all. Mm. He allowed us Amen. to be. And so it's important for us to... Um, to understand the order of God that we don't own any man. We have no authority over man. We have authority over territories that God has given us, and that's in the spiritual realm. And you may have your home that you, if you're talking about physical, your home that you're in charge of, but ultimately God's even in charge of that. So let's keep the order correct. also want to lift up pastors and leaders um, in the church of Jesus Christ um, for for them to continue with the mantle that God has given them for their minds to be set, for them to be free, that they will have the, the parishioners that will help to carry this load. It's not just for the pastors. It's for all of the Christians, all of those who profess Jesus Christ. It's for all of us to be responsible and carry the load. And it shouldn't even be a load because the Lord said that his burdens are light. And so if we just mm. yield to him, then we can walk this thing out and not have to worry about a thing. The woman of God has already spoken. We won't have to worry about it because it's God. It's God. 
Mm-hmm. The enemy doesn't mm-hmm. really care about us. He cares about mm-hmm. what happens, what we do because of God, what God does. That's what he cares about. Just even if we, we it, it, listen, even if you choose Satan for those who worship Satan, even if you choose Satan, in the end, he won't even care about you then. So you got to know when someone's playing a trick on you. Mm-hmm. Discernment. Got to know when someone's playing a trick on you. And so we already know that in the end we win. No need to fret. No need to have any um, um, an anxiety about what's to come. God gets the glory out of it all. And so I want to press upon you tonight. Let's be, continue to lift up our pastors and leaders those who carry the gospel of Jesus Christ. And um, and I'm not talking about necessarily titles. Please understand, anyone that carries the gospel of Jesus Christ and who is sharing and witnessing, guess what? We're praying for you so that you will speak the things that God wants you to speak and that you are protected. Now, protection, please understand this. Protection is we're talking about your soul. We definitely want you in the physical to be protected. I want to be protected, but in the end, no one can touch our soul but God if we are in Christ Jesus. And even if we have to go unto death, to God be the glory. I don't know why I'm saying that, but I keep saying that, and I'm, I'm going to repeat that. We should not fear death. <clears throat> we should not fear death because we never die in Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. This flesh does. This flesh is not worthy to be alive anyway. So I will tell you, I thank you again for joining tonight. We have evangelist Denise A. Collins that was on teaching and preaching and declaring on tonight. Thank you again, woman of God, for being on. This will be going on all week, so make sure you tune in, share this with others so they can hear this message. They can hear definitely the prayers that were prayed on tonight just for you. Listen, I hope you're operating with authority in your territory in the kingdom of God based on the gifts he's given to you. It's all about what God wants for us and what he's doing in the earth. With that, I thank you for joining Kingdom Authority, and you all have a great night. God bless you. Amen.